This is Cheer Up Babe, the podcast. I'm your host, VJ Julio. This is your new favorite podcast, and we have no idea where we're going. We're just following the breadcrumbs in my brain, and you're going to absolutely hate how much you love it, babe. All right, this super sick beat, super cool instrumental. We should probably get on with the episode, though. Really appreciate the super sick beat. All right, let's go. Let's go. Start the episode. Come on. What's up, Cubs? Welcome to episode 25 of Cheer Up, Babe, the podcast. I'm your host, VJ Julio. This is the lip filler episode. This is the Kylie Jenner episode. This is the, I recorded this episode back to back from episode 24 because here's the deal. I'm not in studio. From the time you're listening to this to from the time I recorded it is like 10 days ago. And right now I'm in the skies. Okay. Look up. There I am. I'm right above you. Okay. Who knows? If you're well, I mean, that's if you're listening to this on Monday. If you're a true OG cub and you listen to this like the morning it drops because you're like, I just can't wait to have another conversation with this guy. I just can't wait to have another one sided conversation where he doesn't take a breath for over an hour and I don't get a word in edgewise, but I just can't wait to have a conversation with this guy. I'm in the sky above you, okay? Because I'm on a plane because I've been probably, probably, now I'm estimating because it's recorded in advance. I'll catch you up next week, but it's recorded in advance. Potentially, I've been blackout drunk for three days because I've been in Idaho at my little brother's wedding. And the thing about it being my little brother's wedding is I'm the best man at that wedding, obviously, okay? Because I'm the best man in his life, period. But right now, if you're listening to this on Monday, I'm on the skies flying back home. Okay, so I need a, I need a safe travels wishes from you. Let's do it together. Let's say tr- safe travels Papa Bear on three. Okay, all together. One, two, three. Safe travels Papa Bear. Wow, can't believe you didn't say it. That's so fucking rude. I'm probably, you know what? Episode 26 probably isn't even going to come out because my plane just went down because you didn't wish me safe travels. You want to try it again? Should we? Let's go. Safe travels Papa Bear on three. One, two, three, safe travel. I mean, there wasn't a lot of fucking emphasis in that. I didn't feel the emotion from you, but it's fine. Okay. And if (laughs) I just got, (laughs) I just got the funniest vision in my head of like some Dora the Explorer type shit where the first time someone actually said it loud and proud, like safe travels, Papa Bear. And then I reprimanded them for not saying it. And they're like, no, I did fucking say it. And then the second time you said it, still intense you might have yelled it and then i gave i didn't give you credit for saying it loud if you said it loud thank you i i will i will return home safely and i will get, make sure that you get to listen to episode 26 but <laughs> i apologize for making you scream in, at nothing like it's door of the explorer the blue door is behind your left shoulder you stupid bitch it's 10 feet away do you see the mountain you mean the only thing in the background dora Okay, don't be so condescending to my child. She's smarter than that. And also so am I. Oh, no Swiper no swiping, but if you would have listened to me Dora You would have known that I told you that swiper has been behind you for the last 15 seconds And I've been trying to tell you and you just kept fucking talking about how we got to make it to grandma's house Dora swipers behind you. Let's follow the purple path Dora swipers behind you. He's going to try and steal something out of the backpack, 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 backpack. And if you don't pay attention, he's going to steal the map out of the backpack. The fucking person that made the songs for Dora the Explorer is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, that's coming from a guy who did every single school project at the very last second. And I still came up with stuff that was good enough to give me a passing grade. That motherfucker 
who made the songs for Dora the Explorer. You don't think kids you don't think kids can connect with something that's just a little bit little bit more intelligent? All right, we got a song about a map. What should we what should we fucking say in the song, Gregory? Well, I was up all night working on it and I came up with this and he lays it out and there's like fucking absolutely bullshit tunes and it just goes I'm the map, 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 I'm the map. And then an executive said, that's the exact shit we're fucking looking for. Children are going to eat that up. Okay. Now we're already fucking off the rails. I am already getting sidetracked over all over the place, but I'm flying back home so I can get in my studio so I can record episode 26. Here's the other thing about fucking you're going to find out about episode 26 in episode 26. I'll tell you about the bachelor party that I throw for my brother. And I'll tell you why it's different than the bachelor party that I had. And then I'll also tell you how the wedding went. And then I'll also tell you what it's like to be at home by myself for a week. Because my wife is driving back a week after. Because daddy's got to get back to work. And I say daddy not like daddy to you. I meant like daddy in my household. Right when I say it, I kind of gagged a little bit. Because I was like, oh my God, for the love of God, I'm not referring to myself as daddy to you guys. Because you're cubs. Obviously. But daddy had to get back to work so he could provide and make money for his family. So I'm literally going to be at the house by myself for a week. Who knows? Maybe I'll put out fucking three episodes this week because I'll just be so goddamn bored. But anyways, I'm in the skies right now. I'm flying back to you and I just hope that I make it safe. I'll I'll tell you some more fucking airplane stories. At least I won't be holding my daughter who's going to cover me in vomit and it's not going to soak through my underwear and, you know, make my asshole wet for the next hour and a half car ride that I have to take. But anyways, I digress. Let's talk about some stuff. First of all, fucking get cozy. Okay, get cozy. I know you're listening to this at work, most likely, or the gym. You better start fucking packing in advance. I don't care if you got to wear a fucking blazer to work. You got to take the blazer off and you got to put a cozy, comfy hoodie on while I'm streaming to your ears. Okay, if this fucking vocal pattern is talking to you in your ears, there better be something cozy on your torso. I don't care what's on the waist down, but there better be something cozy on your torso. I don't give a fuck if you sell cell phones at Verizon. Take the goddamn tie off. You don't have to look that fancy to sell cell phones. Okay? I mean, what should we talk about first? You know, you guys want to talk about busting nuts? Okay, let's talk about busting nuts. I had the weirdest thought today while I was at work. I was working and this is the kind of bullshit that happens in my brain when I'm alone, okay? Because there's some working situations where I'm by myself. And when I'm by myself and I don't have headphones and I don't have anything to distract me, like some music or something, and you just let me free range it, imagine this fucking podcast going on inside your brain all day, every day. That's my life, so don't envy me, babe. So I was literally, this is just organic thoughts that pop into my head. So I was thinking about busting nuts, right? I was just thinking about busting nuts. What is up, daddy gang? And I was like, I know about that fucking disease that some people get. They can get like brain trauma and then it'll start happening. Something gets crossed in their brain. And then those people that are just freaking, they're having orgasms every like three minutes. Like any sense of arousal in their brain. It's like those goats with the fainting syndrome. Any sort of arousal in their brain and they just fucking lock up and pass the fuck out. First of all, hilarious. Second of all, how aren't they extinct yet? But that human version of that, God decides to play games with everybody 
And he goes, well, if it happens in humans, I want him to just continue to fucking come all the time. I just want him to continue to fucking have orgasms all the time to the point that I make one of the greatest things that happens in their life the worst possible thing that happens in their life. Because you know that if you're just, if if your twig and berries or your coochie mama is just on the fritz, you're not having a good time. You're not enjoying the experience. But there's like that disorder. I'll teach you about it right now. I'll look it up and I'll teach you about it right now because... Like I said before, we have this shit in front of us, and guess what? Hmm. Upgrade. Thank you, Keanu Reeves. It's so nice to have you on staff. Persistent genital arousal disorder. Persistent genital arousal disorder, or PGAD, PGAD, <laughs> previously called persistent sexual arousal syndrome. Okay, so it was once called persistent sexual arousal syndrome, and they changed it to persistent genital arousal disorder so that it could have the acronym PGAD because that's the sound that they make every time that they bust a nut. And that just is what it is. That's just facts. And I'm sorry. But the sound that they make every single time is God. Every single time. God. Every single time. And it's miserable. I ha Okay, so here's the thought that happened in my brain. All right. I think about how shitty it would have it would be to have persistent genital arousal disorder. And then there was that guy from fucking Sweden or wh whatever who got into a bike set bike accident and then suddenly had persistent genital arousal disorder. By the way, he's transgender now and he's a woman. The world is full of fucking crazy shit. OK, if you go down, anybody's story is full of crazy shit. But there was some guy from Sweden or fucking, you know, another country doesn't matter who got into an accident and suddenly he was just blasting everywhere. Okay. And I say blasting everywhere. He was just, you know, he was having orgasms like every few minutes, any single time that his brain would have a fucking slight of excitement. And I'm not talking sexual ex excitement. He was probably busting nuts all through Stephen King's it. You know, he was watching the conjuring, just busting nuts. And I thought about how shitty that would be to have that. Like, I'm sure that it gets to the point where the last thing you ever want to do is have an orgasm. And that's the saddest fucking thing of all time. And then my brain went, what if a devout, like hardcore, super fundamental Christian who is like, you know how they are. You know how they are. You have a fucking peanut butter and jelly sandwich and they go, did you eat that for the Lord? Did you eat that in the name of the Lord? You know, they're just a little too fucking heavy on it. Every single decision and step in every single process that they do is just a little too heavy on one side. You know, you're in the same aisle as them at a grocery store and you kind of are looking for your organic, no high fructose corn syrup ketchup. And they're also looking in the ketchup and you guys reach for the fake organic, no high fructose corn syrup ketchup at the same time. And you go, oh, sorry. And they go, oh, sorry. And you go, oh, by all you go ahead first. That's very Christian of you. You must be a man of God. And you go, okay. I'll take the ketchup first. Those people. That was the perfect fucking analogy. You know exactly what I'm saying. I was wondering if one of those people got persistent genital arousal disorder from an accident. If when they woke up from the accident and they were just fucking coming all the time. If they would wake up and they would go back to their congregation and they would stand up in front of their congregation and they would go, I am here as a speaker of the Lord. And then they would be, people would be like, did God talk to you? No, he has sex with me about every six minutes.
since I'm not touching anything, and I don't believe in ghosts because I'm God-fearing, and once we die, our souls pass on to heaven, since I have no other answers, the only answer in my brain, because the only thing that exists in my life is the Lord, is that since I'm busting nuts every six minutes, the Lord is fucking me. And that is just where my brain goes when it's left alone. I hope that fucking happens. I hope that happens. But yeah, that's why I got a new job where I don't really get left alone all that much. Dude, I'm in this new job. So I'm doing this new job, right? Where I get, they're, they're like grooming me. Not, probably shouldn't, we should probably find a different word for that because, you know, not grooming like, like creepy old guys do on the internet. I'm talking about they're getting me to learn as much about every single department that I'm in because I'm basically going to be overseeing all of it. And so I'm kind of bouncing around departments. So I'm spending like two weeks at each individual apartment so that I can learn as much information as I can. And then I can eventually be like kind of like a gatekeeper. It's regardless. The, the, the point is, is that I have to spend like two weeks at each individual department in this company that I'm working for. So fortunate to be a part of this company, but that's not the point of this. I get to run into so many different characters of people. Like, dude, I was spending a week and there was these three absolute fucking boss ass Hispanic women that I was working with who, first of all, make the best tres leches cake on the, on the face of the fucking planet. I got a piece. It was delicious. But for a week, my existence was working in this little like sub portion behind them because they have their little fucking station that they're working at and they're like uh put him back there for a week so he can learn from them and stuff now these three women all watch spanish tele spanish television on their phones and they don't watch the same type of television one watches a talk show in spanish where it's like I'm not even going to fucking pretend like I know Spanish words, but one of them watches a show where it's, I'll just say that, I'll just say, you know, I'll say it in English, but this is like the connotation, you know, like the, the cadence. That's the word I'm looking for. This is the cadence of the show. And here we have so-and-so and so-and-so, Oscar, De La Hoya, blah, 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 blah. You know, like they're, I mean, they're talking in Spanish. I'm not going to pretend like I know Spanish. And then there will be like a little fucking buzz sound and it'll be like, bow, 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 bow. so that's coming from one phone at full blast. And then another fucking phone is a Spanish soap opera. So you'll be like, what I imagine they're saying, what I imagine is being said is, it turns out that my brother killed them all. And then of course, you know, the soap opera sound, dong, that's coming from one phone. And then another phone is a Spanish podcast. So... The thing is, is those women all sit about three feet apart, right? And those three phones are all playing simultaneously. Now, when they're sitting in front of their phone, I'm sure their brains are able to gather the sound that they want to be hearing because they're close. Now, when you're behind them and all three phones are the same distance away from you, it's all being projected at once. And it's literally like my brain is getting gang banged by three different styles of different Spanish shows. Okay. And it's not like, it's not like I have the opportunity of like, Oh, I'll actually listen to this in the background and see if I can pick up on words that I remember from high school and, or when I did my wife's college Spanish class. That's true. I did my wife's college Spanish class. I took everything off of Quizlet. She got an A babe. You're welcome. This is our degree, but it's not like I can do that and actually learn something. It's eight hours of 
three Spanish dudes that speak very, very differently, gangbanging my brain. And by the end of the day, I'm just looking for the next sorry fuck in my soul. Because I don't have headphones, okay? I don't have headphones because I, I don't come prepared and I also don't have headphones. That's just be, The only headphones I have are the ones that I use for this podcast and I'm not bringing those to work. So I'm just dealing with that. And I'm like, God, maybe I could brush up on some of my Spanish because they also speak to each other in Spanish, you know. And also, A, I would also like to say that they work fucking laps around me, but I am picking up on some Spanish words. You know, I am, I'm picking up on some Spanish phrases. I'm like, hey, we're going we're gonna to teach me a little bit of Spanish. So I know like pinche gringo. I know that. I'm pretty sure it means like buttered cheese or something like that. And I know uh, pinche puto cayete way. I'm pretty sure that's like you're doing a great job in your current position. We're glad that you're here. And uh, I also know cayete way, which is means great job. So I'm learning a lot of Spanish words, and it's been really cool. <laughs> and I say, and I say all this shit sarcastically because genuinely, these three women are fucking bad asses. I'm like watching them do their shit, and I'm like, y'all just don't take any bullshit and just bust your fucking ass. It's 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 cool to see, but I've I've already moved to the next on to the next apartment and learned what I needed to like. It's cool. This whole this whole experience has just been really fucking cool. It's really exciting. It's super cool to be put into a new position and be entrusted in a new position based solely off of what the top dogs are seeing from your work ethic. It just feels really really good to be validated, you know. But that's you know so that's some mushy gushy actual emotional bullshit that we're not going to get into. Okay, I have a challenge for you though. I have a challenge for you. I got the best fucking compliment that I've ever gotten in my life this week. And it is the easiest fucking thing to say. And it really means nothing. It really means nothing. It's just the nicest way I've ever heard something described. And your job, first of all, last week, you better have gone and seen the movie old and it have reported back to me. I'm recording this advance, so I don't know if you did. But you better have gone and watched the movie fucking old from M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong and fucking got back to me and let me know if it was, in fact, a government conspiracy. Just let me know. But your job this week is when you're having a conversation with someone, especially someone who's in a good mood and is smiling during the conversation, tell them that they have a thousand watt smile. That is the nicest compliment you can give someone, and it's not flirtatious. It's not uh, over a line. It's not, you know, breaking anything down about their appearance. You're literally just saying, like, you have a really pretty smile, but when you describe something as pretty, it comes off as flirtatious, right? So you got to kind of, yeah, I don't want to fucking come off as flirtatious, but if you tell someone that they have a thousand watt smile, they're going to be beaming the rest of the day. There's not going to be any fucking insecurity tied around them having conversations with the next people. And it's the best trickle on effect you could fucking possibly do. Tell someone this week that they have a thousand watt smile because that's the nicest shit. God, I had this buddy named Brian who had a thousand watt smile. He was he was one of my best friends back in college. And I'm he's the one who convinced me to get my lip tattoo that I have. And a lot of you were just finding out for the first time that I have a lip tattoo. And I do have a lip tattoo because my buddy, because my buddy Brian convinced me to get a lip tattoo. You want to know how he convinced me? He said, that'll be gone. Oh my God, I have so many good stories about Brian. We might have to have like just a full fucking stories about Brian episode. And I'll get a little bit more in depth into our friendship and him as a person and stuff. But uh, he convinced me to get a lip tattoo by saying like, it'll be gone in six months. No, it's still there fully. 
But that motherfucker had a thousand watt smile. That whole that whole gang of teammates. So he was he was on my uh, wrestling team when I wrestled uh, at North Idaho College for a couple years before I transferred over here to Minnesota. He was on, he was one of my teammates on there. And dude, the gang at North Idaho College. First of all, dude, let me tell you about the first time I met like six of the fucking guys. Okay, I had met a couple of the dudes. And a lot of them were living in this one house together. First of all, disaster. You know that. You get five college wrestlers in a fucking in one living location and it's a house? Disaster. Now you might be thinking like, God damn, they were probably just partying and going crazy. Which, yeah, that was true like one day out of the week. But the rest of their week, I walk into this fucking house and I haven't met like half of them yet. At the kitchen table, there is six computers set up. Right. And there's six dudes sitting around this kitchen table, each on a computer. And I walk into the fucking door to this. I walk in with the with the teammates that I'd already met and I walk in and they are playing this fucking video game on here. Right. And this is like first impressions type of shit. Right. Where I'm like kind of laying the foundation on who I am as a person, my sense of humor and that kind of shit. And they're fucking they're doing these like call outs where it's like north side, north side. Uh, let's run a mage attack. Let's run a mage attack. They're doing that shit. And they're college athletes. OK, they fucking are wrestlers, which wrestlers are. I don't know if you know this, but they're usually fucking assholes. OK, they're usually brutes and they're usually assholes. And I just walked in on six of them playing this fucking video game that was all bright and shiny and had all these little fucking explosions. Video game was called League of Legends. All right. And they're fucking playing this game and they're all fucking into it. And I walk up and they're like, hey, we're about to finish this fucking phase or this game or whatever the fuck it is. I don't know if it was rounds. I don't know how it fucking works. I never fucking played the game before a day in my life. And they're like, hey, we're about to finish up, you know. So I'm literally just standing there awkwardly while I watch these six fucking so-called badasses play this fucking game. Everybody's a dork and it's beautiful. First of all, let's never forget that everybody is a fucking dork in their own right so or one of the guys he ended up being a really really good friend of mine his name was cosmo well his name was christopher but every his name was christopher kramer so kramer cosmo seinfeld white people all that shit or i was like what are you guys fucking playing and they're like lol and i was like first of all don't be so into anything that you call it by an acronym okay don't be so into a game that you call it by an acronym Okay, it's kind of like Call of Duty being called COD. I just know that you masturbate way too much. I just know that. Okay, now granted, I call you guys Cubs, but that's a name. That's a title of the listeners of this podcast, you beautiful sons of bitches. I'm talking about when something has a fucking title, but you call the thing that has a title by the acronym, like COD or LOL. Don't do that. So they go, lol. And I was like, are you laughing out loud? What the fuck is lol? And it's called League of Legends. You've never played? And I turned to them. And this is one of the first sentences I ever said to this group of my teammates. And I said, no, I had sex with women instead. And the laugh that I got was fucking awesome. I was like, this is a good, that was a good first impression. That was a good first impression. That was a good, that was a good lead into what they can expect from yours truly for the remainder of our relationships for the next couple of years. But I never played League of Legends. I never fucking gave it a shot. Probably in hindsight, I probably should have because talk about some fun bonding experiences. But we had plenty of fucking bonding experiences. I'll tell stories. When I do, I just decided right now that I'm definitely going to do like a stories about Brian episode because and we're going to get into that. 
because Brian was the definition of this. I am what I am. I'm a hooligan. Kid was fucking wild. So look forward to that. Maybe we'll do that for episode 26. It'll be the Brian episode. And I got some fucking crazy stories about that kid. He fucking loved butter cheese. He was definitely a fucking pinche gringo for sure, dude. But yeah, Cubs. <sighs> I hope I make it home safe. I don't like flying by myself. It's the weirdest shit. And also, the thing that I just thought about also is, do I have to wear a fucking mask on the plane again? You know? I don't need another gay flight attendant on Spirit Airlines telling me that I fucking, that everyone needs to put on a mask. I don't need that in my life again. Oh my God, let's talk about, okay, I got something. I, I know what I want to talk to you guys about. I need to talk to you guys about sad choice parents. Sad choice parenting. So obviously, I'm a dad now. Things are becoming very real in my wife and mine's life about how we are laying stuff out. You know, how we are how we are disciplining our child, how we are teaching her things, teaching her expectations, keeping everything in the same rhythm, and also how we tell her no. Okay? And how we're going to teach her how to know that we're that what she's doing is not the right thing. Here's what we're not. Okay? Here's what we're not. We're not the sad choice parents. And I'm not necessarily saying that the sad choice parents are wrong. I'm just saying that's not our vibe. That's not our thing, babe. And what a sad choice parent is we have a we have a we have a ton of families that we're friends with, Jordan and I. There's like multiple people that are older than us who like we who have had kids for years before us that we have been around when, you know, their kids have been younger, as they've gotten older, all that kind of shit. And they're all they're all absolutely great people and great kids by all rights and purposes. But there was one time where one of the little girls colored all over the walls in the living room of the house. Okay? And we were over at the house, and we heard the parents disciplining them by going, that's a sad choice. Is it a sad choice, or is it the fucking exact wrong choice? Okay? I understand that you want to calmly and clearly display your emotion to your child i understand that but also at the same time if you're even keel across the fucking board your child is not going to know what is actually going to get them in trouble or not because if you're talking to them in the same cadence as please eat your green beans before you leave the dinner table and you just basically graffitied the entire inside of the house that's a sad choice that's it's not going to work out Okay, and I'm saying that as a guy who doesn't know because I haven't experienced it yet for myself, but I can tell you with 100% certainty that that's not going to work out. Okay, now I'm not talking about corporal punishment where you're going to beat the child's ass, but I feel like in order for them effectively retain the information that that is really not a thing is you got to show that you're upset a little bit. Because I can remember back to me being a kid and the last thing I wanted to do was upset my father. Okay, so when I would do something wrong, my dad would get upset and then I would go click, click, ding, ding. I know that I don't want to make him upset anymore, so I won't do that thing. Not that's a sad choice. As a kid, you're like, I'm not that fucking I'm not that fucking broken up about it, actually. Actually, if I think back on it, I'm not that broken up about it. 
Actually, I'm having a pretty fucking good day. You know, my biorhythms are high. I'm not that sad. I don't know why you're using that vernacular because I'm really not that fucking busted up about it. That's a sad choice. It's a sad choice to use the term sad choice with your kids. And I just, that's just coming from a guy who doesn't know yet, but you know for sure that I'm 100% right. Right? Right. Proud of you, Cubs. So it's like the whole fucking store thing when a kid's throwing a tantrum and you see the, you know, the little fucking shit kids that feel like they need to kick everything. You know, the little shit kids when you're in a fucking aisle and they're like, oh, they do that screaming bullshit, that fucking tamp temper bullshit where you're just like, I'll kick him if you want. You know, I'm a lot bigger than him. I can push him onto the floor if you want. Now, I'm not going to do that with my fucking kid. We're just going to leave the store. We're just going to exit the store. And I'll tell you another fucking thing. If I saw it trickles down to fucking adults, okay? You think if your fucking kid is screaming about the fact that he can't buy his fucking shark toy, that you taking a fuck... First of all, first of all, you got to get on his level, okay? Don't stand over the top of him. That's intimidating, and it's going to make Gregory Hansen III naturally defensive. So he's just going to continue to lash out. First of all, get on his level. Okay, so what you're going to do is you're going to make yourself as small as possible. Bring your knees together, bring your elbows in and crouch down so that your eye lines are meeting directly together. That will show him and his emotions that you're on the same page and you just want to level with him. Okay, and once he understands as a three year old that all mommy's trying to do is level with him, then you say your predetermined phrase that you guys talked about at home when he was 100% just trying to play on the tablet that you bought him. But you're going to say, Gregory Hansen III, future Duke of Brunswick, Geppetto fire. You remember what you remember what happens when mommy says Geppetto fire? It means that you're making a sad choice and you can't make sad choices in the store or else we, mommy can't accomplish her thing. And if mommy can't accomplish her things, she can't rush us back to the house so that she could have three bottles of wine in order to offset this suppressed emotion that mommy is feeling. Okay. My little future Duke of Brunswick. Does that make sense? No. Gregory Hansen III is already halfway down the aisle and he's knocked off all the fucking shelves because you were obviously talking to him with your eyes closed in order to submit yourself to your child. I just, you know, that's not in my blood and that's also not in my wife's blood. Okay. Now, I'm not saying any sort of abuse, any bullshit like that. Anybody who lays their hands on their kid is fucking weak. I believe that firmly. Oh, you're fucking super fucking tough being three times their side and laying your hands on them. Now, obviously, have the intelligence and the emotional capacity to use your words to express to them why what they're doing is wrong. But don't shorten yourself down because it's not going to be very effective. Have I told you guys about the fucking first, the, the moment that I decided that my wife was going to mother my children? Have I told you guys about that? If I haven't, I'll fucking refresh your memory. She has these two cousins that were playing on the trampoline in the backyard. And there was a boy and a girl. And the boy is, I think, probably two years older than the girl. And they were like kind of play wrestling on the trampoline. And the little girl got upset and started crying. And so Jordan, she was babysitting them. You know, I was out there with her. Like we were, we were watching the kids 
And the boy was in that, like, let me test limits phase of his life. You know, every fucking kid is going to try and test the limits. And that's when you got to show him that there's limits, right? You don't go anarchy dumpster fire. That's our safe word. Kids shouldn't have a safe word. So Jordan goes, that's enough. Stop pushing her over. And then he does it again. And she goes, okay, down. And they both get off the trampoline. And she walks over and she goes, okay, get in the house. And he pushed her again. And Jordan grabbed his arm. Not aggressively or anything, just like grabbed his arm to like pull him away from her. And she grabbed his arm and he turned with his fist up. Like, first of all, you're going to punch up four feet. He turned with his fist up and she leaned in to his nose. Her nose was touching his nose immediately. There was no flinch. There was no hesitation. She grabbed his arm. He turns with a fist cocked and she puts her nose on his nose and goes, I hope you do. And he, he he didn't know what to do in that in that little break because first of all, that hand shot down to his waist because he knew that mama ain't fucking round. Okay. First of all, my heart exploded because I was like, that's the type of shit we're looking for. I don't want fucking make yourself small, get all fucking cozy comfy and get on there. I don't want that because I don't think that that builds the right character in a human being if you just let them walk all over you there was no aggression there was no jerking around there was no force it was just a deadpan i hope you do because he knew right then that i better fucking not now obviously he hadn't been talked to like that so he kind of coiled back and guess what he did for the remainder of the night jordan spoke he was extremely respectful and he was on his best behavior. No force, no show of strength, no screaming. It was just a, I'm in charge right now and I told you to stop doing that. And that was all articulated in one sentence. And I go, have all my children. That's just how that goes. Okay. Now, a lot of you are not going to agree with that. Okay. If, if you're one of the star childs that I asked for a few episodes ago, you're going to go, absolutely not. And here's the deal. No parenting style is wrong. Well, I shouldn't say that. There's definitely parenting styles that are wrong. But I don't, I'm don't. i not necessarily saying, necessarily saying that one side is better than the other. I just know that when the kid from example A of the screaming in the store and the kid from example B from the trampoline incident meet in real life, example B is more than likely going to be a more disciplined individual with a better work ethic. And example A will be working for them. That's all I'm saying. Not any right or wrong. That's all I'm saying, babe. Okay? Cubs, if you're out there and you had strict parents, call them and tell them they have a thousand watt smile. Okay? Because strict parents make you who you are. Weak parents make you weak. And I believe that firmly, truly, all the way down to the very tendrils of my heart. All right, babe? <laughs> On that note, let's dive in and let's do a little bit of unqualified dad advice. I'm having a lot of fun with you guys. I'm obviously, I'm not used to uh, recording these episodes back to back like this, but maybe I'll get to the point with you, babe, that I'm just releasing two episodes a week, you know? Maybe I'll get, just get to that point. We're going to, and we're on, we're on the advice column on Reddit right now, and we're just going to help people. We're just going to drop some knowledge bombs on people, and we're going to, we're going to help some people out in their lives. Are we actually? Probably not. It might get a little bit egregious, but hopefully, if someone has a true problem, 
let's be honest about what the unqualified dad advice is. This is such a random array of questions and wanting to know that we can pick fucking things here and there. We can pick out things that actually relate to our own lives and then we can get a little bit of clarity or a little bit of things that we can use in our own right. Now, I'm not talking about the girls that are on here and they are just what is up, daddy gang? about their boyfriends. I'm talking about the people with actual problems that are usually dealing with another person because if there's one thing that I'm good at, it's dealing with other people and that's just as what it is and that's not even me being cocky. That's just something I'm proud of myself about, okay? That and my humility are one of the top two favorite things that I'm fucking love about myself. <laughs> so we're here. We're going to scroll stop and we're going to stop right here on Cherry7272. The title is, Guy I'm Talking To Refuses to Give Me His Number. One of two situations is happening for sure, without question. He's talking to you on the side, option number one, and if you he gives you his number, your phone number will pop up on his phone. Because he's a giant piece of shit. He's trying to keep you on Snapchat. That's what it is, okay? He's trying to keep you on Snapchat. Or option number two, he's just not that into you, babe, okay? Because here's the bottom line. If a guy is fucking into you and a guy wants to fuck, there's no hesitation in the number giving, okay? Because let me be real, a single guy should have his fucking number printed out on fucking business cards and just be handing them out. That's what a single guy would most likely be doing. That guy from a couple weeks ago who's 19 and hasn't had a girlfriend and he was getting a little bit of FOMO from not having a relationship, he should have his number on business cards and be handing them out like fucking penny candy. Oh my God, penny candy. Here's something you guys will probably never experience. So I'm from a small town. This is another reason I want to raise my daughter in a relatively small town. Relatively. I was raised in an extremely small town and there was a place called Rockland Pharmacy that was in the middle of the town right next to the city hall that you could go in and you could get straight up real malted milkshakes like it was the 1960s. They would make them right there in front of you. And it was that awesome shit where they would pour the milkshake into a glass cup. And then they would give you the tin that the milkshake was mixed in. And it was like fucking $2. And they also had an entire wall of candy called penny candy. And you could go in there with two fucking quarters and be like, I want 10 of those, 10 of those, 10 of those, 10 of those. And the old lady that was working behind the counter would straight up count out 50 pieces of candy, put them in a little brown paper bag, and you just had the rest of your fucking day to experience your life. That was, dude, I miss that so fucking much. But that's how single dudes should hand out their phone number if they're trying to get some action. And most of them do. It's just called fucking Tinder now or whatever. But let's see what fucking Cherry7272 actually has to say. So I've been talking to this guy for a while. We've said the L word already. Red fucking flag. Okay, you said the L word already. First of all, why'd you say the L word? It's not a racial slur. You said you love each other already, but you don't even have his phone number. Babe. Babe. Do you hear the hesitation? In the silence? In the gaps between my words? Are you putting together right there why the first sentence is a huge fucking problem? You can't love anybody that you don't even have their fucking cell phone number yet. Now, granted, I love Tom Hardy and I don't have his cell phone number yet, but that's not the point. So you've already said the L word. Let's get back into the, the 
paragraph. He constantly talks about wanting to marry me and now obsessed and how obsessed he is with me. The feelings are mutual, but when I asked him for his number today, parentheses, because we were only texting on social media slash telegram. What the fuck is telegram? Is that new shit? How many fucking new apps? Regardless, so old, such an old person complaint. He refused. He refused to give you his number, even though he's going to marry you soon. That's weird. You know, if you wait for this fucking silences, the gaps in my speaking, and I just give you one of these, babe, were you able to articulate in your brain what the, the what I'm going to say? This is fake and it's bullshit and you're not in love and you're not going to get married. I tried several I tried several times and asked why he wouldn't give it to me until he finally said, quote, because I would be giving you a sword of Demises. Okay. Nerd. What? Okay. So we're dealing with two people who definitely only watch anime and the Lord of the Rings trilogy exclusively. Okay. He has a fucking life-size helmet. Of the fucking main guy on Halo. And I know I just made some of you upset by not knowing, not remembering what his name was, but it's late. I know his name, can't think of it. But the main guy on Halo, he has a life-size fucking helmet that he spent $215.86 American on. And he bought it from Bulgaria. And that's just for sure. Okay, let's go back over that sentence. When I asked him for his number, he refused. I tried several times and asked why he wouldn't give it to me until he finally said, quote... Because I would be giving you a sword of Demises. Now, let's look up what Demises is. Because what the fuck? Sword. I just got to know how fucking nerdy this fucking rabbit hole goes. Of Dem. Oh, I'm sorry. It's Democles. Democles is actually what it is. Sword of Democles. Let's see what... Horrible fucking reference was this guy's response. According to the story, Democles was pandering to his king Dionysus, exclaiming that Dionysus was truly fortunate as a great man of power and authority without peer, surrounded by magnificence. Okay, first of all, such a fucking nerd that wrote this. In response, Dionysus offered to switch places with Democles for one day so that Democles could taste that very fortune firsthand. Democles quickly, eagerly accepted the king's proposal. Democles sat on, saying Democles so many fucking times back to back. Democles sat on the king's throne, surrounded by countless luxuries. There were beautifully embroidered Rugs, fragrant perfumes, and the most select of foods, piles of silver and gold, and the service of attendants unparalleled to their beauty. Unparalleled in their beauty. Okay. I know one thing for sure about this fucking write-up of Sorbet of Democles is that the guy who was writing it had to take three breaks in the middle to go masturbate real fast because loves it way too much. But Dionysus, who had made many enemies during his reign, arranged that a sword should hang above the throne, held at the pommel only by a single hair of horse's tail to evoke the sense that it is of what it is like to be king. Okay, so the king is a psychopath, and in order to 
create the constant presence of fear so that he stays on his own toes, he put a sword above him tied by one single horsehair. I mean, the fucking stories back in the day, you know? Though having much fortune, always having to watch in fear and anxiety against dangers that might try to overtake him. Democles finally begged the king that he'd be allowed to depart because he no longer wanted to be so fortunate, realizing that with great fortune and power comes also great danger. King Dionysus effectively conveyed the sense of constant fear in which a person with great power may live. Di oh my god, the fucking Reddit kid is such a fucking dork. Wow. So let's fucking frame that into the current situation we're talking about on Reddit. The girl asked for his number multiple times. They love each other. They're getting married soon. And then he said, I can't give you my number because I would, giving you, I would be giving you the sword of Democles. And what he meant by that is, I'm, if I give you my phone number, I'm giving you so much power that I will live in constant fear and anxiety. I'm sorry about your childhood. I'm sorry that you grew up the way you grew up, kid. What happened? Holy shit. Let's read the last paragraph of her thing. He said he strictly used his phone for family and business. And then parentheses, bro, you're a college student. These are college people. Oh, wow. I had like fingers crossed that they were like 16 and they would grow out of this phase. You're talking about college people. This is, these are col. Okay. There's nothing wrong with virginity, but I've never heard of a more virgin fucking question in my life. And it's fine. Okay. He's saving himself for marriage when he can finally get married in front of an actual throne and he can lose his virginity wearing a fucking Spartan helmet. And that's fine, but it's also not who you should be with. Okay. Back to the, back to the thing, back to, back to her question and was just being so weird and unreasonable about it. When I said that he obviously didn't trust me then he went on to say, how am I making this about me now? Can anyone tell me if I'm in the wrong or if I should just leave it? He just told me good night and went to sleep mid conversation. Oh, from you guys texting on fucking telegram or whatever the fuck. Wow. I mean, babe. And that's all I can say. That's all I can say on that topic. Never. I've been, I've been uh, upset and left a topic because it's so stupid. I've never been speechless. So congratulations. It's the first time. I mean, Cherry2727, thanks for that. Hope my silences help. Scroll. Stop. I think I made a mistake choosing my girlfriend over my family. Well, that's a tough one, okay? Because what you got to assess is one thing. You got to assess whether or not your family was the toxic one that was cr creating problems for you to be your own individual person or if your girlfriend is the toxic one who is trying to rip you away from a decent family structure. That's the two options. Okay, that's the two things. You have to assess those two things. So we're going to jump right into it to see if, uh, see if we can differentiate which one it is. My girlfriend of one year is extremely into yoga. All right. She probably loves cats. And has a septum piercing. She's in a group that takes it very seriously. Is it the entire uh, idea behind yoga to find peace and not be serious about it? Anyways, she doesn't believe in doctors or modern medicine. She uses herbal remedies. Cool. Fuck yeah. 
Maybe she can tell me about what's in retrograde right now. She probably smells exactly like patchouli oil constantly. I'm 22 and she's 25. She has a daughter and doesn't make a lot of money. I help her pay for things. She sometimes says really mean things to me whenever we have an argument, but is really sweet after and apologizes. Yeah. Now, my assumption is that she is not in her last two months of pregnancy where you know that this is a very, very temporary thing. My thought is that she is bipolar. That's my thought. My guess is that she chokes you during sex. Is that right? Now, Jesus, fucking this episode is inappropriate for no reason. And I'm sorry about that. I don't know why. I feel like I've meant. I know it sounds like a lot, but she really loves me and is the only woman who doesn't have didn't have a problem with me being five five. Oh, and we found it and we figured it out and we found the insecurity fucking foundation. Okay, now every stupid decision stems from a fucking insecurity foundation. Okay, and if your insecurity foundation is that you're five five, your thought process in your brain is default setting to. This is the best I can get. And that should be nobody's fucking default setting, period. End of story. Every human being is capable of immense things. Immense things. You have so much more power than you give yourself credit for. And height doesn't dictate that. Okay? What you have is a natural filtering system for bullshit human beings in terms of if someone is willing to judge you and not give you the time of day based off your height, that person is worthless, not you for being 5'5". Five five. So that doesn't make sense. But you have a foundation of insecurity and we found it. Okay? You already know that that is in your brain because you mentioned it immediately in the post. So what you got to do is you got to fix your fucking confidence level and find the right fit, not the fit that's in front of you. All right? Let's read the rest of the fucking thing. Last year we got into an argument because my family wanted me to stop seeing her. Yeah, because they probably see that she's fucking crazy. All right? And as much fun as you're having with her during your alone time shouldn't offset the emotional distress that you're going to go through. What does what does hap- what happens with this? Okay? Even in the most confident men. All right? They get broken down into a shell. It's a chip away effect, all right? It doesn't happen all at once, but eventually you're going to get to the point in your relationship where you never know when she's just going to pop off, so you're constantly walking on eggshells, and that's called mental instability, okay? And you shouldn't put yourself in a situation to be around someone who is extremely mentally unstable solely on the fact that you don't think you can do better. That's ridiculous, and that's sad. That makes me sad for you. You need to fix your foundation. Back to the post. I stopped talking to them at her request. I think I made a mistake though. I'm not the ha- I'm not that happy, but I really love her. But I also miss my family a lot. I'm just looking for some advice. Now, here's one thing you have to access. Do you really love her or do you love the idea of being with someone? Because if you're obsessed with the idea of being with someone, you're not in love with the person, you're afraid of being alone. And the reason you're probably afraid of being alone is because your own confidence is belittled because strictly of your height, all right? You've probably been poked fun at, that kind of shit, especially being a dude like, you know, a lot of guys can't handle locker room talk and it actually digs into their brain and then it actually becomes how you identify yourself. So 
you got to fix your fucking confidence level. Obviously, this relationship needs to end. You didn't mention a single thing about your family being toxic. Your family saw you in a stupid situation and your family being in an outside position, seeing the overarching scope of my son is with this woman who is basically mentally torturing him because she's bipolar. And I say bipolar lightly. It's not like I'm fucking actually diagnosing. I'm just saying she flies off the fucking handle. Dude, you know the answer. Blood is thicker than water. You've been dating this girl for a year. And she's already trying to change your relationships with your family, my guy. And you're so consumed with the thought of maybe this is the best I can get. That you're not willing to cut this fucking cancer out of your life. Re- Connect your ties with your family. Let me tell you something. Your family's waiting for you. There's no bridge that can't be rebuilt in this situation. Because let's look at the two groups, okay? You have your family and you have your girlfriend. You have your family who genuinely cares about you because they only want the best for you in this. I'm talking strictly in this situation. I obviously don't know about the other aspects of your life, but I'm saying in this situation, they see that you're in a shitty situation and they want you out of it because they care about you. And then you have your girlfriend who said, oh, they just are getting in the way of our love. By the way, I can't believe you didn't do the dishes smacks you. You know what I'm saying? What group do you want to associate with? By posting this, you know that you made a mistake. You don't think you made a mistake. You know you made a mistake. Because if anyone is trying to come in between you and your family, they're not the right person, especially when your family is a good family. Now, if your family's toxic and cancerous, yeah, that's a different situation. That's not the situ- That's not the sense that I'm getting from this thing. You need to cut her out, just saying, and then... Maybe go to fucking therapy or something or start a podcast and find out your own worth. And it's not, here's what your worth is 100% not. Being 5'5". Okay, babe? Hope that helped. Scroll. Stop. Does life figure itself out and get better as you get older? No. You figure life out. You figure out how your life works out. And it's all through making mistakes and it's all through making choices. I just had this conversation with a, with a family friend of ours that made a really, really fucking dumb mistake. I'll just, I'll just fucking tell you, they were the other person. There was a couple and they were the other person that got in the middle. Okay. And it turns out that they were just being used in this situation and now they're broken up about it. And my advice to them was let it hurt. It hurts because your heart knows that you did something wrong, okay? And what hurt does is allows us to grow from it. It allows us to learn from it. We are human beings capable of this extremely vast array of emotions because we are supposed to feel them. So when you make a mistake and you go through pain, your brain will learn from that pain. It'll tell you the type of person you want to be, and it'll tell you what you shouldn't do in the future. And that goes directly for every experience that you have in life. When something feels good, you're going to want that again. And when something feels bad, your brain's going to try to wire you to not make that mistake again. And it's called growing and it's called learning and it's called figuring out who you are. Life doesn't figure itself out. You figure life out. Let's read it and see if we need to dive in any deeper than that. Hi, everyone. I'm currently 21 years old. And to tell everyone the truth, I'm terrified of life. 
without meaning it in a suicidal way. Okay, good. I find it hard to process the point of life and I feel so lost. I feel that no matter how much time I spend with my friends, I feel like I'm alone and I hate college slash my job, but I need to keep it but I need to keep at it to help my family pay bills. Parentheses, in Scotland, you get student bursary for attending university. Okay, so kids in Scotland, and apparently you get paid to go to school there. That's kind of cool. And my girlfriend and I recently ended things. I'm sorry that it sounds like a very moany post, but I don't feel like I can speak to anyone in my life about stuff like this, and I'm struggling with this. I've had the feeling of disorientation since the start of COVID. Everything just feels like a dream, and I've unintentionally disassociated myself multiple times from those I love. My question is, for anyone that's a bit older than 21, do you feel like the older you get, does life get better? Is there a point where everything clicks and it falls into place? Is there any wise words anyone has similar feelings at a similar age and any tips to help me get through these times in life? Wow. Beautifully articulate. I loved how well you were able to express what you're looking for. To say a different type of point, than what I said originally based off of the title. You're kind of having an existential crisis and you're asking the question that we're all fucking looking for. Okay, and that's what's the meaning of life, right? What's the purpose? Why are we here? We are here to experience things. For me, personally, I know that if I was to go through an existential crisis, my anchor, my crutch, my quote, meaning of life is who am I for the people that I love? It's a great, it's kind of a great way to assess everything because when you realize that everyone is trying to figure out the meaning of life, you realize that there's no meaning, there's no grand purpose. The meaning of life is to experience it with everybody who's also experiencing it. It is a shared thing. So I have my set group of people that I love. And if those set group of people can enjoy life a little bit more because I'm in it, that's my meaning. There's no big one answer for what's the meaning of life. It's what's your meaning? What's your purpose? It doesn't have to be some big grandiose thing. My meaning is am I meaningful to the people that I love? Okay? You just got to realize that everyone is is trying to figure this out too. It's kind of the same. So like I've, I've, I've suffered from imposter syndrome in certain, certain situations where it's like I don't I can't believe that I deserve these things over somebody else or that I deserve to have the life or the experiences that I have because I feel too fortunate some days and I just feel like it's it's imposter syndrome. I feel like I don't I don't deserve it or I don't belong, right? But the way that I get my mind around that is I be, I try to envision everybody has imposter syndrome. Everybody feels like they don't necessarily deserve the things that they have, good or bad. And when you realize that everyone feels kind of the same way, then it's supposed to be felt. So when everyone is trying to figure out the meaning of life, everyone has their own meaning. And if my and if my meaning helps you find your own anchor, great. Perfect. I know that I don't have any grander plan or greater place than to be meaningful to the people that I that I love and I care about. That's it. That's it. That's my purpose. That's my meaning. Jesus. So fucking we're getting a little see that's what I love about these unqualified dad advice segments is we get like we get the random array, right? Where I go off the fucking handle and I rip into people, you know, when they ask about pigeons feet and shit like that and then we have these where like I actually love talking about stuff like this and this is cheer up babe the podcast we we follow the breadcrumbs and we get fucking 
wild and crazy and silly. And, you know, sometimes we can be a little bit real. Let's do another one real quick. Scroll. Stop. I am a female bartender. My boyfriend has concerns. How would you react? I mean, who gives a shit? You know? As long as you're not fucking patrons at the bar. Who gives a shit? If your boyfriend wants to be insecure about it, that's his whole fucking thing. You know, I don't like the fact that you're in. <laughs> I don't like the fact that you're in a job position where other men can see you and you have to talk to them. What a bitch. Okay. Let's get into the post. I'm a female bartender. My boyfriend has concerns. How would you react? Okay. So retype the title in the first paragraph. I should have proofread. What the fuck ever. So I just got a job at a club as a bartender. The outfit is somewhat skimpy. The details of the job is obviously to be friendly to customers, and that has somewhat offended my boyfriend. Is this something to worry about? I am a 21-year-old female. I mean, for fuck's sakes, girl, it's a job, you know? Like, you're you're working as a bartender. You're working off of tips. You fucking have a skimpy outfit. Like, even if it's, like, say it's fuck. let's just say for the sake of argument that it's Hooters. You're working at Hooters, all right? As long as you're not fucking the patrons, your boyfriend should have nothing to worry about. That's his shit. You go get that fucking bag, babe, because guess what? It's a job. My wife my wife worked as a bartender for uh, an entire summer that had cycle times from minors. Okay? And I'm not talking about minors, like underage people. I'm talking about there was a mine. <laughs> and the mine would have different seasons where... For like a month, there's like 30 new dudes that are working at the mine, right? And I would ask her every single night, did you get that fucking paper? Because I'm gangster when I talk to my wife. I said, did you get that motherfucking paper? And she said, yes. And I said, fuck yeah. Secure that bag. I mean, dude, I first of all, how stupid would I have to be as a guy to know that my wife's not going to flirt with a fucking dude so that he drops a 20 on top of a fucking scotch and soda. All right? Because my wife is getting that paper. Babe, if you like the job and you're having fun at the job and it's a good opportunity in order to make a, a decent amount of scratch and you're okay with the fucking outfit and you're okay with the fucking job position and you don't feel the need to fuck the guys that are trying to flirt with you and you just politely decline and fucking move on. Like, yeah, that's your boyfriend shit. Don't worry about that. Fucking A. Flick him in his nutsack and tell him to stop being an insecure little bitch, okay? A lot of deep-rooted insecurity in today's unqualified dad advice and a lot of fucking bitch-ass security in today's unqualified dad advice. And that's just how unqualified dad advice goes. That's how the podcast goes. All right, I'm, the plane is descending. I'm about to land, so I have to hop off real quick, all right? I have to wrap this episode up. I have to hop off. I have to deboard. I have to do all the fucking... That shit, I have to figure out a way to get back to my home because I didn't plan for this in advance. I don't have anyone coming to pick me up and I don't have the Uber app. So I got to figure this out. So you guys just got to, I'm sorry, I got to go. Okay, so go out there. Have a fucking killer week. Don't be a bummer. And cheer up, babe.